God is at work all around us, and from right here in Nebraska, God is working through churches to have an impact around the world. Ashley Yakely helps to coordinate missions activity both locally and globally for Lincoln's Christ Place Church. Ashley, welcome back to the Morning Conversation. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, so when we talked uh, previously, it's been a couple years, two, three years, since we've had our first conversation on the Morning Conversation, and I think you were pretty new into your, your role, if I remember correctly. Yeah, a couple years in probably. Yeah, kind of reconnect us again with how did you end up in that place and yeah, how did God grab your heart specifically in this whole area of missions? Absolutely. Well, I started to go to um, Christ Place Church when I was in college and that's when I would say I was a fairly nominal believer. You know, I'd go to church, do my cool Jesus things. But while I was there, I got prompted to do two different things. And this was back in 2011. Mm. And that was serve with Royal Family Kids Camp on locally. And then I went on my first global mission trip. And those two experiences definitely ignited something within me. It gave me a different perception of like who God is. All of a sudden he got really big, (laughs) you know, when you travel to another country, but then yet I was able to capture his heart when I was working with kids who've experienced the foster care system through Mm -hmm. camp. And it made me just realize, hey, I can't live the way I used to be living. I need to be more intentional with where I invest. Hmm. How did that translate into you eventually going on staff at a church? I had actually given 12 months to go um, live and work overseas in the country of Moldova. And after I got back from that opportunity is when I was really talking with the Lord. I actually have a hospitality background. Hmm. Um, I love the event world. And so knowing, okay, I have a degree in hospitality management. I've had these missions experiences And really talking with the Lord of like, I think you can use both of these things, but I'm just not sure how they mesh within ministry. I ended up getting an internship at the church Mm -hmm. and then offered a job to oversee our local missions and then special events. And it was like the Lord saying like, hey, let me show you how I will use your skills and abilities and your passions to do something for me. Love that. So good. Yeah. So, so, so often if we're not careful, we so narrowly define what ministry is and what it looks like. And it really keeps some people out who very well could fit. They could use their gifts, their passion, their training, their education in the areas that God could significantly use. Yes. It was very much a Lord, this is what I have. What can you do with it? Mm. Ashley, tell us about a little bit about the philosophy of mission for Christ Place. So kind of what you guys is approach, how do you think about it? That's great because obviously there's a lot of need, a lot of cool things that you mm-hmm. could do um, throughout our city. But our lead pastor, Rick Warmer, he really has a heart for kids and families at risk. Mm-hmm. And so when I joined the team, he shared his heart and that really helps me to like hone in like what we're going to be about because there's a lot of like you said cool things you can do but it was that like if our presence can be felt anywhere where do we want it to be felt and it really landed to be those kids who are considered at risk so kids in the foster care system kids with incarcerated parents Mm -hmm. um kind of that idea and so we just really took an approach of where can we begin to make this impact and grow it Ashley, obviously, you know, pandemic hits, personal contact was drastically limited and discouraged. How did you pivot during that time? Yeah, we definitely had to be creative with the things that we would typically do, whether we would do normally do a five day camp or a three day camp for kids in foster care. We maybe had to move it to a one day camp. So or maybe change the location so we could spread things out. For our global teams, we definitely had to to pivot to to shift where we couldn't maybe send people. But it's like, how can we 
really still bring the heart of God for the nations to our church. So we started doing virtual um, experiences where people could hear still, still hear missionary stories and experience just culture and that idea of, wow, God's so much bigger than I thought he was. You can still accomplish that you know, in your own home through a Zoom call and intentional conversations. And so we really just had that same heart to make an impact, but just had to get creative with how how we introduce people to what God cares about and to give them the opportunity to step forward into it. Is there anything uniquely that you saw God do? I mean, really just trying to think on both just doing both global and local now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know even from our virtual India experience, we have a family who's now on a pathway to like becoming full-time mm-hmm. missionaries in India because they heard stories about how people use their business degree to make an impact. And they're going, oh, we own a business. <laughs> like maybe we could do this. So I saw that on the global side of things. And then the local side of things, I think it's cool whenever you just do stuff together as a team, because, you know, we have a team of people who serve at Royal Family Kids Camp and a team that serves at Teen Reach Adventure Camp and a team that puts together what's called I Heart Lincoln, basically a local mission trip for our youth to go. How can we still make an impact even around all the rules and parameters that seem to be changing every other day of what you could and couldn't do? I think the biggest thing I saw was how when you do things together, things that should be really overwhelming just weren't. We figured out how to create meaningful opportunities for these kids where we didn't have to go. It's too hard. There's too much red tape that we can't offer anything. But a, how can we brainstorm, work together um, as a team to still, you know, what God would normally do in a three-day camp, we saw him do in a one-day camp. Mm. Because my favorite thing about these camps we offer for these kids is they get off the bus one way on Friday morning and they get on the bus a completely different way on Sunday after just being loved, provided for, fun experiences. So we're just like, how is this going to happen in a one day? The first day you're still breaking down walls, but it just felt like the Lord was able to break down walls quicker in that one day. So they still left <laughs> after that one day having experienced um, the love of Jesus and getting to hear the message of hope. So, Ashley, this summer obviously was pretty much open. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <right>. Yay. <laughs> so what were some of your hopes and goals in general, kind of big picture going into this summer? Like, yes, freedom's back. Doors are open. You know, we've got uh, opportunities and that, that have come back on the table. Yeah. So one of the things that I was so encouraged after looking at this summer You know, Christ Place and several other churches in our city have been involved in Royal Family Kids Camp for probably over two decades now, I think. And it was four years ago that we um, helped bring Teen Reach Adventure Camp to the Lancaster County area so that those campers who graduated could continue on with that camp experience and to be mentored. And this was now our fourth year of Teen Reach Adventure Camp. And so we were able to see basically the continuation of investment over the last couple of years that we had some kids who now graduated from Teen Reach Adventure mm-hmm. Camp after four years. So they're kid, um, these are campers who were in Royal Family Kids Camp. They were mentored through Royal Family Kids Club. They then went to Teen Reach Adventure mm-hmm. Camp. And then in 2020, we actually did launch Track Life, which is a mentoring program. So while all the COVID stuff was happening, I could have shared that, that behind the scenes, we're training people and developing a program that then our track campers were able to um, graduate into and they get to be a part of track life until they're 18. And so our desire to invest in kids who are considered at risk doesn't have to be a one and done 
camp in the summer, but it begins with a camp, continuing into mentoring, into their teens, and then now we get to mentor them through their until they're 18. And this was the first year we were able to see the four years of investment where more adults, like they get it. They've can, they've now been a part of it for four years. There's that there's relationships with the campers. So it's no longer like Camper Kayla, who nobody knows. It's like, oh, we've seen Camper Kayla since she was eight. And now she's going to be, she just turned 16. And mm-hmm. to watch that and be a part of it, it makes you realize the little investments every year add up and they matter. So Ashley, we, we've talked you know, throughout this morning and, and really got a feel and the flavor of the heartbeat of Christ Place in terms of you know at-risk youth and children. And give us a little bit of a feel for those who don't know about Royal Family, what that is. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for our community's investment in Royal Family Kids Camp because we couldn't do it without our churches and without our community partners. And together, we're able to provide a five-day camp for elementary age kids who've experienced the foster care system. So these are kids who maybe it was for maybe a week and now they're back with bio mom. Maybe they've never met bio parents. They all have different stories, but some sort of traumatic events in their life that happened. The ratio of adult to campers is one to one. If they have any need, it is met um, in such a way that some of the behaviors that tend to be associated with kids with trauma Yes, you see some of that, but it just gets managed in such a way that they can just be kids. They don't have to worry about taking care of their younger siblings. They get to make positive memories. And so throughout the week, they get to learn about the love and hope of Jesus. I like to tell people it's really just about having a lot of fun with kids and telling them about Jesus. So why would you not do it? (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, as you think back over the number of kids now that have gone through, do you have a story or two that you'd go, man, this is what we've seen Jesus do in a specific life? It already just makes me want to cry, like thinking of some of these kids and whether it's one of our mentees from this last year who came to track and this mentor who's been in his life got to actually be a part of him and his adoption story and to like celebrate with him as well. And it's those types of like milestones that we've seen. We've seen mentors talk with their mentees and caseworkers and like as they're being shuffled around the system and we've had caseworkers go like, so you're the only consistent adult in this child's life right now. And it's like, yeah, like we're people who just kind of get to keep tabs on the kids because we want to be in their lives. You know, it's some hard for some adults to follow their campers all the way through track life. That would maybe be my like ideal. But we do have for the first time a gal who's been mentored through RFK, her mentor is now went to track and they're going to continue their relationship through track life. Hmm. And this is a little girl who now her adoptive parents are unfortunately walking through a divorce. And so you're just so grateful that these campers are matched, like I said, with somebody who just has seen them, knows them and wants to walk with them. Ashley, what, what kind of opportunities did you have for the church body uh, this last summer as far as serving within Lincoln? With our CP youth, we do what's called I Heart Lincoln. I mentioned that earlier. This is open for our whole church. And I love it because it's a bunch of teenagers and adults. They sleep at the church. They eat at the church. Mm. And then they just serve our city. This year, we primarily primarily partnered with Lincoln Public Schools. And nothing overly glamorous. It was painting curbs and mulching. and But it's funny how when you have that opportunity to like link arms and you're doing stuff that seems almost a little mundane, but then after five days, you're able to step back and look at everything that you've accomplished, which I think we did the math. It would take one person over a year to do what... Mm. 
75 people did in five days. Wow. And I think when you do that, you see what the power of doing something together changes you. And then I think you just view where you work and where maybe you go to school differently. Because now those kids are going to walk into their school and they may see that painted curb that they would have never thought about before. But for them to realize I was a part of this and I can make a difference where I'm at. So we did that. We then translated that into our CP kids as well. So that's our kindergarten through fifth graders. Families are always asking me, hey, how can we serve together? And sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge with their age. And so what we did is we had several families and kids show up at the church one Saturday morning. They made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and packed lunches for the People City Mission. They made welcome kits for the families who will be coming to the family shelter as well. They wrote encouraging little notes with scripture and just learned what it you know, could look like, hey, hey, even as a child, you have resources and abilities that you can put to work to make an impact. And then beyond that, um, we closed out our, our summer with the Back to School Bash, also with the People City Mission, where we get to go to the family shelter. And of course, we have backpacks and school supplies all spread out, but we got each child a new pair of shoes and they got a new haircut and wow. they got to like stuff their own teddy bear and have an ice cream Sunday bar, like simple things, but just this opportunity to show up, have fun together, set these kids up for success so they can walk in to their first day of school with dignity um, because they have the haircut and the shoes and everything else that inside they're probably wrestling with some doubts and fears because after school, you know, they don't necessarily have their own home to go to, but for them to at least know that their city is for them and that, yeah, they are loved and they're they're valuable. So Ashley, we've talked a lot about uh, summer ministry and programming. What about the other nine months of the year? What kind of things do do you do? How do you engage in ministry and mission and, and resource the body to do that during the school year? Yeah, that's really good. I was going to make a joke that I just take the rest of the year off, but that's not necessarily <laughs> true. But we do, you know, fall is such an impactful time around the church. We just had our fall kickoff where kids and youth group and our connect groups and everybody, like the life of the church really does start to take off and you can feel it. And I always think, hey, now how can we make sure that we're still, as we're gathering, that we're just um, growing in God's heart? And so every um, month I have a kind of a pray, give, go focus And so there's something that people can be doing together. So in September, we get to do the baby bottle campaign with the pregnancy center, you know, where our kids are challenged to bring their coins and adults, whatever's by, you know, your washer and dryer, like put it in the baby bottle. And just to remind us of those families in our city who maybe have the unexpected pregnancy where we get to say, hey, we see you. You're not alone. We want to walk with you. In October, we're collecting coats for the help center because we know it starts to get cold for our friends who don't maybe have a home. So they have their winter coats. And then November is also one of my favorite months because Christmas is right around the corner. Um, and that's where we partner with Prison Fellowship and Angel Tree, with Christian Heritage, with Christmas gifts. Once again, RFK, Royal Family Kids Camp and track and just a uh, Christmas gift can feel so simple, but it's so meaningful and such a great avenue to share about the true meaning of Christmas and the hope of Jesus. And that's where we get to do an angel tree Christmas party and actually invite families who do have an incarcerated family member just to come and have fun. And once again, just hear, hear hope and hopefully feel hope. So lots of fun things happening this fall and winter. So Ashley, as you uh, kind of think about your role and, and all you've seen God do, and as you look into the future, what are you most excited about? I'm excited for people to take their next step, um, 
and what it looks like for them to use their skills and abilities with where they are. I would say my favorite thing about what I get to do is watching people catch God's heart. Like we have families now who um, actually out of Teen Reach Adventure Camp this year, we have a family who's now fostering one of the campers. Mm. And that's a whole other cool story that I guess I didn't get to share. It's one thing to hear about, you know, the foster care crisis or these kids who are on probation and you hear their records and all these reasons like it'd be just really hard to bring a child you don't know into your home and then all of a sudden you meet a kid who maybe has a record and all of the things and they're awesome and you're like why would I not do whatever I can for this child to feel loved to be in a school where they're going to succeed for them to have the extracurriculars or the you know just special stuff that they need um it just you almost like for you to have these little moments where, you know, the back to school, even serving at the back to school bash, that exposure of. So I helped hand out some pencils at the back to school bash. That not may, that may not feel like a big deal, but when you're exposed to families who are maybe struggling or low income that you do go, Hey, I do actually have resources, skills, and abilities that I can use. And so what is my next step to do something more? Mm, that's, that's where I get excited when people there's kind of like passion that's ignited. Um, like another thing I love, we sent a team to Ecuador this July, and that was our first global team since the fall of 2019. Mm. So that was a huge win. And to then watch them come back and all of a sudden they're serving in the local church or they're now leading a connect group for the first time because there's something in them that says, I can do more than I was doing before because they've seen God move and they want to be a part of what he's doing. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing about your church and the emphasis on serving your city with us this morning. It is is really clear that God is at work through Christ Place. Thanks for spending the day with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much.